must right. be my dumbest lie. I am yeah. embarrassed to say this. And and if I went to high school with any of you listening, I'm sorry. But I don't know why I did this. I lied about being afraid of lettuce. <laughs> what? Like iceberg lettuce or yeah. spinach lettuce? Yeah. You just you couldn't handle it. <laughs> Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. What is up, young and adulting? We are back for another episode. I'm excited about this fall season we are stepping into. We got got the how-to season. Every episode is going to be another how-to. And so we're going to get right down to the content because I know these people came for this how to stop lying. We got Pastor Lewis Hoffpower in the house. I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this. I am going to figure it out as we go. It's going to be good. Well, hey, I think there's only one right way to start this episode. Young and adulting. I'm very worried about this. Yeah, yeah, you should be. Young and adulting, how to stop lying. Here we go. Have you ever lied before? Yes. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say no, and then I was going to go. Liar. So I'm glad that worked out. So, Absolutely. All right. Here's a follow-up to that question. Since, okay. since you have lied before, yeah. what is the dumbest lie you've ever told? Okay. All right. I'm going to tell this story. You asked me a little bit ago, so I was able to think of one. Good. Yeah. Um, I was a freshman in high school, and for some reason, actually a very specific reason, my mom thought it would look good on college applications. Uh, I joined band. Okay. I, I was a band guy freshman year of high school. And if, I mean, I eventually got kicked out, but I was in band and I was a saxophone player and I kind of, I was rocking with that. Kenny G, it was very cool. And Amazing. the band director was going around saying, hey, we have too many of this instrument. Uh, does anybody not want to play? And so I was trying to be like the, I'm not a band guy. I'm good. I was like, I don't want to play. And so he was like, that's great. I'm going to put you here. And instead, I'm going to put you on the tuba. So I ended up playing the tuba for a year. And it was so bad that the uh, guy, the band director told me to just make it look like I was playing because I was, I was so awful. So trying to be cool and be like, ah, I don't want to play. Ended up kind of destroying that year of my life. So oh, man. it's the dumbest lie you've ever told. Oh, well, hold on. You said one thing I want to make sure we followed up on. You said you got kicked out of band. Yeah, because I didn't like really want to, to, you know, do what he wanted me to do. And so there was one moment on the saxophone, I'm playing my song. There's like this one song that I like playing. That was it. And the band director leaves his office, goes through the main band room into a practice room, into a practice room behind that. He takes the reed of the saxophone Come on, anybody? Is it clarinet? I mean, are you with me? No. Middle school, high school. It takes the reed of the saxophone, breaks it, throws it on the ground, starts stomping on it. And uh, yeah, the whole rest of the year, I wasn't allowed to actually play. So I was like in the concerts, moving my fingers, not making a noise. And he he made sure that I was not invited back the next year. So I wrestled wow. instead. All for your college resume. Yeah. <laughs> we do crazy things to get yeah. it. <laughs> and I ended up going to a school that had a 99% acceptance rate. I had to breathe to get there. So 
Wow. Thanks, proud Mom. Of you, proud of you, Lewis. You really. I know. You've done some big things in your life. I I have. <laughs> Well, this has nothing to do with the conversation. You asked right. me my dumbest lie. I yeah. am embarrassed to say this. And and if I went to high school with any of you listening, I'm sorry. But I don't know why I did this. I lied about being afraid of lettuce. <laughs> what? Like iceberg lettuce or yeah. spinach lettuce? You, yeah. just, you couldn't handle it. <laughs> you just didn't want to eat it? It was one of those moments where you just wanted to have an interesting fact. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's really embarrassing to say. Well, it out loud. also kept you from eating salad, which is a win. So, well, I actually really enjoy salad, so it was actually a loss. <laughs> well, this leads us straight into our content for today. Yes, it does. How, How to, to stop, stop lying. lying? This is a, an interesting conversation because it's uh, it's obviously not something that we would necessarily want. And the, the conversation came out of this space. We're, we're in this how-to season. And I just kind of searched on Google how to adult, because this is a young and adulting Sorry. podcast. I'm brilliant. And <laughs> uh, I got to the Google, clicked on it. The Google. The, um, the Google. Got it. Clicked on the first website. It's like six things you have to do to, to become an adult, to adult well. And one of them was stop lying. And I kind of sat back and it's like, that's, that's a very interesting thing to put on there. Cause it's like, mm. pay your bills, have a budget, stop lying. Why? And I, I kind of resonate with it. I kind of resonate. I think that, that we do need to stop lying. That's obviously something that, that Jesus doesn't want us to do. It's right. 10 commandments, thou shalt not lie. And, and Jesus even, he, he takes it up another level. And so we want to be people that... Uh, can communicate well. We want our yes to be yes. This is how Jesus said it. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything else, it's worthless pretty much. Hmm. So I I want my words to carry weight. I want my words to matter. I want to be a good Christian. Got to stop lying. And so kind of wrote down three different types of lies that we tell ourselves and they all have devastating consequences Hmm. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on them. The, the three that I put down are, we tell the white lie. Yep. All familiar with that, scared of lettuce. <laughs> uh, I might pick that up. Guys, I'm scared of lettuce. Oh, I, I can't eat it. Sorry about it terrifies that. terrifies me. Uh, <laughs> the second, I, I call it a life. I don't call it. That was a lie. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Psychologist uh, Albert Alder from Australia in 1915 calls it a life lie. Yep. And then the third, uh, we'll call it a God lie. Hmm. And so we'll talk about it, but but tell me what you think about those. You know, I think it's really interesting that you found this on a How to Adult website. Right. Because, I, you know, I think we all would say, like, we want to we grow up. We want to adult. We want to mature. And we wouldn't typically use not lying as a mile marker of maturity. Right. Like when I look at the the adults in my life, the grown-ups, the adult adults, right? My mom, my dad, there are things that I look at that I'm like, wow, like they've really they're they're 60 years old. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. they've matured. They've got age on them. They've got experience. And I never would have used lying as a sign of maturity, but I think that that is so much a sign of maturity. And then you, th- then you start talking about spiritual maturity as a Christian. Right. What an amazing gauge to know how you're doing in, in your walk with Jesus. If, right. if lying 
is a is a problem that you have in your life. It's definitely a helpful gauge to know where you're at in your spiritual maturity. So I think that's super interesting. But the white lie, I want to hear more. I want to hear yeah. more about this because obviously in high school I had a problem with the white lie. Well, and me too. And uh, honestly, all of us. So we're yeah. all in the same bucket. Uh, why do we tell white lies? Why do we tell white lies? I think it's it's kind of to reinforce like a positive perception of ourselves for other people, but also for ourselves. Yeah. So if I'm going to tell a white lie that's beyond, uh, we'll use my example. I don't want to play the instrument because I want to be the athlete. I want to be the cool guy. Um, I, I was creating a perception of myself that was that was for other people. I want them to look at me in a particular way. And it was a perception of myself. I wanted to be this identity. And so even this little white lie of, I don't care, yep. uh, ballooned into an identity lie of this is who I want to be. And if you don't believe this, then you're denying me. Um, wow. All from a little white lie. It's like the start of a crack in the foundation of our character. Yeah. It's so true because what we think is a little white lie quickly yeah. becomes a big problem. Right. Like I had to uphold this reputation of being <laughs> afraid of lettuce four years in high school. Yeah. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> but it's but it's true. Like Pastor Julie says it all the time that small decisions are really big decisions in disguise. Yeah, they because are. our life is made up of a bunch of small decisions, a series of small decisions and small steps and small lies. Yeah. And so if a white lie is really just a small lie, our life is made up of those. Right. And I think about this, if we, I mean, we're all practicing. I've heard, I think uh, JP Pakluda say this, but we're all practicing for a moment that's yet to come. So if we're in this moment and we're practicing how to, how to live, how to be truthful, how to be holy, if we're practicing in this moment with a, a small truth or a small lie that's setting us up for a future moment. I want to read you this quote. Okay. It says, uh, people more readily fall victim to the big lie than the small lie. So it's easier for people to believe a bigger lie than a smaller lie because they themselves often tell small lies in little matters. And so they've uh, this person is saying, if you want to you wanna say a really big lie, the best way to do that is just realize that everybody always tells small lies. And since they're telling small lies, they're getting this little crack in their character, this little crack in their foundation. Uh, the small decisions aren't setting them up for big decisions. They're not practicing telling the truth in the small things. They're not ready to tell the truth in the big things. Uh, the guy, this is crazy. The guy that said that's Adolf Hitler. What? Said if... If somebody tells small lies that yeah. sets them up to believe big lies. Now, obviously awful, um, but man, if that doesn't reinforce this desire in me to say, I'm not going to give, we've heard the expression, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Yep. I'm not going to give the devil an inch at all mm. of, of my character, of my truthfulness, of my honesty, because I want to be able to tell the truth in the short term, so that whenever something big happens and I need to stand up for what's true, I'm ready to do that because I've I've told the truth in the past with the small things. Not a wild thought. That's wild. And I think it's such an eye-opener because that's really a strategy of the enemy yeah. in our life, 
right? To get yes. us to believe these big lies about our life by breaking small foundations in mm-hmm. our character. And, and, and that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy quote from a crazy person. Yeah. But what, what a crazy revelation. Yeah. If you tell the truth, like if you open your mouth and you're able to tell the truth, uh, you'll be able to tell, open your eyes and see the truth. Yep. You tell the truth, you're going to be able to tell the truth. And it starts with the very small lies. But I think it balloons and it gets bigger to these, these life lies. Uh, this guy, uh, Albert Alger, uh, he said that a life lie was to manipulate the world to get the world to be whatever you want. Hmm. So the example is like, let's figure out a determined end that I want to end up at. And once I decide what that is, I'm going to adjust who I am to fit that end. Okay. An example would be if somebody wants to end up making their parents proud and they don't want to go to nursing school, but their parents want them to go to nursing school, they're going to deny hmm. the truth of their lives to fit this little box. They're, they're in a life lie. Somebody wants wow. to, to end up with a promotion and the boss makes the wrong decision they have already pre-decided that this is the destination I want to end up in. So I'm going to deny the truth I have to say because I want to end up with the, the promotion. If you want to end up with the aesthetic on Instagram, you're going to filter everything out so that you're just wow. in that little line. If you want to end up with a with big reputation, you're going to make sure that all of your actions are only within that, that reputation. This, this life lie. I think it produces truly a struggle, a battle of authenticity and inauthenticity. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a struggle. I think uh, it's different whenever I was studying this. It's different from setting a goal. You know, goals are good. Yeah. Uh, I'm big. We want to have a vision for our life. We want to have a vision for what God wants, wants to do. We want to go all in with that. And I think the difference between like believing a lie about your life, like a, a life narrative and having a vision for your life is whenever you have a vision and something goes wrong because it's life mm-hmm. and inevitably it will, uh, when something goes wrong and you have a vision for your life, you fall down, you stand up, you say, I learned something, I grew, I'm able to get better and I'm gonna move forward. I think you're becoming something. Yeah. Yep. You're becoming someone. If you are, are locked in with this narrative, if you're, if you're believing this life lie, then if something goes wrong, if, there is, if you do something that breaks that reputation that you're trying to uphold, well, it cannot be your responsibility because that would break the narrative that you've created for your life. So you have to put the blame on other people. You have to put the blame on the circumstance, yep. the blame on the situation. Um, and, and it really, we talk about maturity, it keeps us, it stunts our growth. We're not able to become something right? because we've locked in to this, this life lie that we've bought into. It's a prison. Yeah. It really is. You know, I think this, this is a really interesting one, this life lie, because I think some of us, we'd go, white lies, yeah, been there, done that, doing mm-hmm. that. You know, we've, we've found ourselves in that situation, and it feels really obvious. I think these life lies seem a bit more subtle, they in are. our life. They're, they're often ever told. Right. They're lived. Yeah. And I wonder specifically, I think one of the areas the enemy probably tries to 
gets us to live out these life lies would be in the area of social media. I'd love to know your thoughts on just like how you feel like a life lie is played out there. Yeah, well, there's the the quote. Everybody says it. Social media is their highlight reel against your behind the scenes. And we always look at the best of everybody else's and we always see the worst of our lives. That creates a whole lot of despair. Uh, Within this, this frame of a life lie, I think about the adventure Instagram person yeah. that's going to post all of their wanderlust, wanderlust. Uh, absolutely, uh, all the places they're going, yeah. all the people they're going to be at. I love that. I love yeah. to travel. Have you seen that? Uh, people make fun of me because I'm not yeah, on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I'm on Reels, which apparently that's reason you, you, to. You're not. You're not on Reels. You're on Instagram, and they have. Reels. Well, I go to the Google, so give yeah. me this. Okay, <laughs> keep moving. Um, the this little the sound of like it's like this ah, how do i explain this it's this beautiful scene yep and it's got this sound and then it switches to like the the messed up version of that sound it's like the reality the real the reality okay um i think i'm tracking i'm not tracking myself <laughs> but the point is that they show like the this is what instagram sees and yep. this is what real life sees right uh, i think that's hilarious and I think it's so real because there's this, I'm an adventurer and this is who I'm going to be yeah. and what I'm going to do. And they don't mention that they took all their pictures at one time mm-hmm. and then they've posted their pictures to make it look like they travel back all the time. Yeah. It's, it, social media is just an accelerant to the lifeline that we tell ourselves. Yeah. It just pours the gas it. on there. It reinforces it. It's easy to edit. Yeah. You can't edit out a conversation you have with somebody, but you can edit a picture. Um, I've had somebody take a picture uh, with me and Kalisa and then literally edit out something in the picture and post it. think that was totally okay because they've got this narrative and they're going to stick right there to it. They edit you out? Not me. That's crazy. I was in it. I wish I was edited <laughs> out though. Yeah, well, you know what? I think I think it's so interesting that you you bring up these life lies and and specifically social media because I think we've probably put some, um, what do you say? We've justified these in some ways, specifically on social media. I think some of us yeah. might call it our brand mm-hmm. or wow. our aesthetic, yeah, our image, and and I think some of us have adopted these these ideas that this is our brand, this is our aesthetic, this is our image, this is our goal. And yet it truly, at the root of it, for some of us, not all of us, but for some of us, it's this life lie we've bought into. It's not really our brand. It's not really our aesthetic. It's what we're doing to make us be more important in life or add value to our life, but it's really not who we are at all Mm -hmm. or how we live at all. Right. It's just this projection we've given off to the world. There's something really interesting. There's some, some research that have, that's been done around this because we know that if we tell ourselves a lie, we're, we're suppressing ourselves. We're not being uh, who we could be. If, yeah. I, if I put a mask on, if I uh, fake everything out, then there's, there's no way you can actually have a conversation with me. You're, you're having a conversation with the, the figure, the mask, the fake yep. that I've put in front of you. Uh, the research is very interesting. It says that researchers have discovered uh, that new genes in the central nervous system turn themselves on when you're placed in a new situation. Uh, Here's the interesting thing. 
These genes code for new proteins, and these proteins are the building blocks for new structures in your brain. So if I tell the truth in a small matter, I've literally built new protein genetic building blocks in my brain that allow me to tell the truth when it gets to a bigger matter. But if I always tell myself the lie, I build the, the same thing uh, in the opposite direction, and I don't have the, the mental ability to tell the truth whenever it really matters because those uh, proteins are not there because I haven't built the building blocks to tell the truth. Wow. Wild. So what you're saying is, is lying is limiting. Yes. <laughs> Physiologically, yeah. right? But also, like, it, it limits our future, the potential of our future. You brought up the example of the, the college student that's, that's going down the nursing track just to make her parents proud. And I just want to stop here for a second because I feel like we're, we're preaching at people, but the reality is we've all found ourselves in a situation like oh, this. Totally. And, and, and hopefully we've got ourselves out of it. But, but the truth is, you know, we've all, we have all fallen victim to a life lie that we've had to work through. And so I, I want to make sure we, we set the table there. Yeah. But, but I was thinking about that college student. You're like studying nursing, pursuing that with her whole life, but she's just doing it not because she wants to, not because it's a vision for her life, not because that's what God wants her to do, but because she wants to make her parents proud. And, and really what that does is it limits her future. It limits yeah, it what the rest of her life could look like the God dreams, the the God plan for her life, just for the sake of winning the approval of someone. Mm-hmm. So lies limit your future; they limit you physiologically, yeah. um, but they also limit your ability to be truly known. Right, and I think that's probably one of the hardest parts about living a life lie. And and you know, I was I was just thinking about like all of us our deepest desire at the core, like family is such a deep desire of us, such a core value of everyone when you're inherently, right? And and, and the truth of it is that you really desire to be known, to belong, to be known mm-hmm. and loved and cared for. That is all of our desires, whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah. But it's actually impossible to be truly known when you're living a life lie. And so when you find yourself in community, maybe your small group at young adults or in your family, but you're living one of these life lies, you, that part of you, the truth of you is not actually able to be loved or known because they're loving and knowing the mask or whatever or the you life put in lie. front of them. That's right. It's, it makes me think of this is, this is silly, but I have a four-year-old, Nyla, okay. and she's awesome. But, you know, if, if she pretended like she was 15, She's four, but if she pretended like she was 15 and I bought into the lie that she was 15 years old and so I loved her and cared for her like she was 15 years old, her four-year-old self would never be loved for and cared for how her four-year-old self needs to be loved for, loved on and cared for. Yes. This is what a life lie ends up being. And so you skip this four through through 14-year-old Nyla who needed— a mom and needed, you know, whatever a child needs in that phase of your life. And you skip to 15 because that is the life lie she believed. And I think that's a silly example, but the truth is we actually live that out often with these life lies. We do. And that brings us to this place. Like we need to, to know truth. Yeah. And we need to be able to like, if before we can speak truth, we need to know it. And I think it comes from, it comes from scripture. It comes from God. Like he's, he is truth. And then I think it comes from being in a space where people can surround you 
and, and just recognize that that's not actually part of you. Like you're telling yourself a lie yeah. and, and we need to get out of it. I, I, I just, I thought about the importance of community right there yeah. and the importance of getting people who are willing to tell me the truth so I can live the truth. Yep. But we've had white lies. Yep. We've had life lies. God lies. Talk about it. God does not lie. Right. But a God lie might be a lie that we believe about God. Mm. And in the space that we're in, Christ Fellowship Young Adults, we are, we're at church on Sunday. We show up to young adults uh, during the week. And I have these conversations, and I believe this myself, that there's no way God could love me. Mm. Or I don't believe that God could heal because my family member was in the hospital and didn't get healed. We tell ourselves these stories about God that aren't true. And talk about a lie limiting you. Like God can do whatever He wants to do, but He wants to do it with you. And if you don't believe that God can heal, you don't believe that God can love you, that's going to affect how you experience God. Uh, These God lies, I think, they can limit us. They can distract us. They can devastate us. What What are you thinking? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, like, what we think about God is the most important thing about us Mm -hmm. because it informs every part of our life. It informs every part of our thinking, and it informs the frame of reference we have on, like, on love, on life, on our future, on every aspect of our life. And so believing a lie about God, believing that God feels a certain way about you, that He doesn't actually feel about you, or that He— can't do a certain thing like these are limiters like we said before lying is a yeah. limiter and 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 believing a lie is actually limiting the fullness of the relationship with God that you can have right you know i think i think you're so right like all of us have 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 bought into a lie that we we think one thing about God or about our relationship with God, whether it's that we're unworthy to be in a relationship with God or that He could never forgive us for what we've done or or that He can never use our life because it's too messy or, or I've made too many mistakes. And I think a lot of us have fallen victim to a God lie. And mm-hmm. so I just would love to know, Lewis, if, if yeah. somebody listening is just believing a God lie and one of those things that you said or I said has stuck out to them and been like, yeah, I, I believe that about myself, yeah. what would you say to them? Wow. I would say that you're not alone, that we have experienced this too. Yeah. And we actually stand in a space where we're pretty confident that we know what the truth is. Uh, there's this verse, it's John 8, 32. And Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Uh, You will know the truth. Like there is truth and it is knowable. And it's not limited to your experience of God. I think about Noah, right? Built the boat, there was this flood. Uh, He had no experience of building a boat or being in a flood, but still he didn't let his experience of God limit him. He said, no, I'll... If uh, I'll kind of explore this route and see where it takes me. Uh, we could talk about Moses, who is the guy that God called to free the Israelites from Egypt. He'd never done that before. He'd never walked through uh, the Red Sea on dry yeah. ground, but he didn't let his experience of God limit his life with God. And that would be my challenge. Uh, my challenge would be we can't let our experience of God limit 
what we believe about God. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that God wants us to know him. That's why Jesus came to the earth. That's why we have a Bible. That's right. the full revelation. That's everything true that, that is true about God is in that Bible. And yes. it's for us. Amazing. Uh, so we need to, to get into that. We talked about community a little bit. Um, community with people who are maybe a little bit older, a little bit wiser, that have asked the questions and that have found some answers. Yep. And then let's go just test it. I love test it. Test it. If you believe in a God lie, let's go find some truth and just act. As well. What would be change in your life if you believe that God actually loved you, not the lie that God doesn't love you? Yeah. Start acting in that way and see that uh, this verse, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I bet you walk into freedom the next yeah. week. I bet you start walking a little bit more confidence and a little bit more more kind of step yep. in your walk. You like you you've got it. Yeah. This, we're talking about freedom. Uh, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I believe the truth is knowable. And once we know it, we live it and we walk free. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that that's inspiring. Like I want a free life. I want yeah. a I want a light life. And I have found myself like honestly, where I've gotten caught in a lie and my life feels heavy. Mm -hmm. Like it's a heavy burden to carry right. something that is not true about your life. Even the silly four-year lie, white lie about being afraid of lettuce, like it's heavy to keep up a lie like for all four years of high school. And I just, and then you multiply that with a life lie. That is a heavy weight to carry. It's exhausting to live a lie for a long time mm -hmm. or for any amount of time. It's just a heavy burden. And I love that we actually have the opportunity to live freely, to live lightly. And part of that is just working out this. If we could just be truth carriers, truth people, truthers. What's the opposite of a liar? A truther. There you go. There it is. <laughs> What's the thing we say around freedom? The prisons we live yeah. in. We talk about how uh, often we're held back from all that God's made us to be because of the hurts we, we've received, the lies we believe, or maybe the sins that we can't leave. Mm. They're, they're prisons. They lock us in. Yeah. But man, Jesus came to break us out of those prisons yeah, come on. so that we could walk free. And I, I imagine uh, this is an interesting how to stop lying, right? Not the Not the most attractive conversation, you're not going to leave feeling very inspired. <laughs> uh, what would change in your life if dad stopped lying? What, what would change in your life if your coworkers would finally tell you the truth? Hmm. And I think if, if that version of life would be good, then let's not expect something from somebody else that we're not going to do ourselves. Yeah. Let's tell the truth. Let's, let's break out of this prison Let's live freely and lightly yeah. with all that God's made us to be. I think we could stop lying. I love it. I think that's where we should leave it, Lewis. This has been powerful. And and I love the way you said, you know, like this isn't the most exciting conversation to have, but I think it's really relevant to all it of our really lives. Is. If you admitted that you've lied before and I've admitted multiple times that I've lied about being afraid of lettuce, <laughs> we've all found ourselves in a situation like this. And the truth is there's more for our life. And this is one step we can take towards 
maturity, to adulting, to growing up, but yeah. also to just having weighty words. Like you said, you said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. This is our challenge as believers that our words would carry weight and power. And so this is this is an opportunity to step into maturity, an opportunity to step into spiritual maturity, into an honoring way of living and being free. I yeah. love it. Young and adulting, That's how great. to stop lying. I've got one more thing. Okay. Go for it. Um, Halloween's coming up, mm-hmm. October 31st. Yep. You might have an office full of lettuce because you're terrified of it. You're the worst. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> anyway, yep. hey, go ahead and check out the show notes. We've got a one-pager on how to stop lying. We'd love to resource you with it, but we'll see you back for Young and Adulting. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.